You're listening to Well, I Laughed, part one of Welcome to New York, The Elephant in the Room. Test, test, episode 34. Um, do you want to hear the title of the episode now? Right now? No, wait, wait till the end. Wait oh, till okay. the end. Then we can kind of workshop it too. Okay, cool. Um, cause Welcome. I like, hi, yes, hi, welcome, sorry, more pod biz on the pod. So I, this story is like well researched. Again, like we just keep amping our game, every know, single one. which is super unfortunate. Because <laughs> like, they get longer and you're the one that has to edit all of them. Yeah, if I have to hear one more thing about Patty Hearst, I'm gonna implode. <laughs> Oh, speaking of which, my friend Amanda in New York, Amanda S., you know who you are, lifelong friend, uh-huh. um, like knew me back when I was like 13, 14. Little, baby. Little speech babies back in Nebraska. She's so cool. Anyways, um, <laughs> she was messaging me and one of the last messages was like, and you be nice to Maya. The sound and audio quality is so good and slays every Thank time. Thank you. I could do more, and I decided for my sanity to not. Um, and then someone else, and this was just kind of in general about the podcast, said Slay On Slayer, and I was like, absolutely, Queen. I can slay on. <laughs> Aww. Um, so anyways, all this is to say, um, the end of our little like chitty chat time, our little like little catch up time here, uh, fills me currently with anxiety because I don't know how I want to like frame the start of this story for you. We can take however you. long you want. Thank you. Thank you. Barbie. <laughs> In this Mojo Dojo Casa house of ours right now. These, you use the correct terminology. It's just me, you, and the four sound panels, and that's what makes this house a home. <laughs> that didn't make any sense. Did Such it? a bad joke. It was not good. The problem with going on Instagram Live before we yeah. recorded this is we already are like, this is great, and I love this. Lord. Yeah, we went on Instagram Live for the first time, uh, and I think both... Grant and I, <laughs> our egos are through the roof. I was born to be a star, Mama. I was born <laughs> to be a star. Uh, he got told multiple times that he needs to wear wigs. Uh, yes. Not like in a serious way that you would when you like. So join our Patreon, and when you do, leave the comment wig. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> Can you do send that? us Can a you wig? Leave a, oh my God, we have a PO box. We have a PO we box. We have a PO box. I'm not you buying could, you a wig. You could send us wigs. <laughs> Please don't send him a wig. Send me the white Danny DeVito wig. <laughs> that is the only thing Edna that mode, will but accept. she's retired. <laughs> also, why is that character so transcendent across generations? Edna mode. Yes. That's a good point. Like in my own classroom, full of young mm-hmm. high schoolers, some of whom you're gonna hate this. Born in 2009, 2010. Yeah, they're coming, folks. Um, no. They would go. What is it? Who are you? What, what, what do you want? My God, you've gotten fat. Come in, come in. Cross generations. People love it. That and, because we're really, I mean, this episode's definitely going to come out after Christmas, but we're yeah. in the season yeah. for it now. Uh, Jim Carrey's The Grinch. I don't care what other Grinch movie comes out. We need to stop remaking it because I'm never going to watch any of them. Correct. That is the only Grinch movie to ever exist. Cartoon, live, I don't want anything else. That's it. I'll watch the old, old cartoon or Jim Carrey. My sister-in-law, and this was one of the first moments I knew back when she was just my brother's girlfriend that I was like in love with my soon-to-be sister-in-law. She would just look at me sometimes at Christmas and go, was I in love with the Grinch? Of course not. And then I would get to go, I didn't ask that question. (laughs) 
It's a line for line, word for word quote from the movie. I used to have the the scene memorized where he's throwing mail into different mailboxes, yes. and he's like, "Eviction Jerry. notice, eviction notice, jury duty, jury duty, blackmail, yeah. pink slip." When you get older, you're like, "None of that was good mail. None of that was good mail." Except for jury duty. Sign me up. <laughs> Please let me render justice. It's, it's this reason I'm never going to get closer. <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> I'm going to get flagged in some system. Are you familiar with the Perkins operation? No, of course not. Jury number eight. <laughs> Jury number eight, you're out of here. Yeah, that's really unfortunate. Um, oh, shucks. What was going to say? More. Oh, the Grinch, sorry, Jim Carrey, is actually how I learned the word reprisals. That doesn't sound like a must real be worried word. about the word. Must be worried about her reprisal. <laughs> and then I would go, "Mom, what's that mean?" And she means, con- and she goes, "Consequences." And I go, "Oh." oh. And a nerd was born. The reading rainbow. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And like today's what Monday. So yeah, a little over the week, I'll go back to Nebraska. For Christmas this time. I'm so jealous. That's so nice. Yeah. Well, last time I was there, I think I ate and drank so much I got like um, like a pretty serious two day long upset <laughs> stomach. Is maybe the most medically accurate term. <gasps> yeah, that's fair. Oh, I actually super related. Okay. I don't know if I've ever shared this story with our listeners. So I really want. I really hope someone has been watching and listening to <laughs> this and every tracking second. time, <laughs> tracking every time you say. I don't think I've ever told you this. Because it's not zero. But a lot of times one. I haven't told you it. I know, it's true. But the, the drama that comes with it, and I'm not saying I don't love it. I'm just saying it's a funny thing that keeps happening. So the night I got kidney stones. <laughs> Jesus did. <laughs> no, but for real, the night I got yeah. kidney stones. So okay. I woke up, like, in a little bit of pain. You think you just, like, slept wrong. And yeah. so then you kind of turn over. No, weirdly, still in a lot of pain. And then after, like, 30 minutes, I was like... Oh, something's wrong, like, internally. <laughs> something's not going well. And so uh, it's, like, the middle of the night. I get to the hospital. There's a lot of fun details. If we were at a cocktail party together, I'd be regaling you with it. But the Reader's Digest version, as my parents used to ask for all the time, of <laughs> my own stories. Um, <laughs> I get to the hospital and I'm like now actively checking in and like using the health yeah. insurance I'm fortunate for. And then this terrifying thought crosses my mind where I have to say to myself, oh, dear God, please don't let an organ have burst. But also, please don't have it just be gas. <laughs> if I pay a thousand dollars to get like burped, it's over for me. <laughs> I am never emerging from my house again. Fortunately, kidney stones, which was a very Hannah Montana, best of both worlds situation. Oh. No organ exploded, but did warrant a quick little hospital visit. That's so funny. <laughs> you get older and you have to worry about that kind of stuff. You're like, am I dying or is my body about to embarrass me? <laughs> Have you ever, there's a comic, his name was like Brian something, and I remember... He was like one of the clean comics, like when I, when I was growing up. And so my mom or my dad always showed this stuff to me. And he was like, one time I went to the hospital and I had like, I don't remember what it was, but he was like, they were asking him to rate his pain on like a one to 10 scale. Mm. And he was like, eight is like, no, nine is like a broken femur. 
And he's like, well, I don't, I can't compete with broken femur. <laughs> and I can't compete with birthing How mother. How upstage that? <laughs> so I went with eight. <laughs> and I think they gave him enough pain medications that as he's walking out, he's like, say eight. <laughs> Eight's the sweet spot. Between hospitalized for the night and large horse pill Tylenol. Because <laughs> that's what they gave me. You know, yeah. There was this moment, too, where it was like, I am in a lot of pain. But fortunately, modern medicine has cured that issue. And I go off to the pharmacy. And this is good. You guys have heard the other episodes. This is good. But some controls had kind of put into place. By the time I was yeah. having kidney stones, large horse pill Tylenol. Hmm. I just had basically placebo. <laughs> they were like, placebo you'll be okay. and time off for my uh, kidney stones. They don't even give, an, give women that when they get an IUD, so. Shut up, for reals. I mean, they'll sometimes give you Tylenol. They don't do any kind of anesthetic most of the time. People have, like, passed out. The way this topic is so <laughs> far removed from my own life, because it's crazy, because like every person in my life who I really actually trust is a woman. <laughs> but at the so same time, real. there's like this whole secret life you guys have, which yeah. is not secret and shouldn't be secret, and certainly no shame around it. Yeah. But I have like just no, no idea. No experience. About. Um, I think I told you the exact person, so I'm going to keep some of this nameless. Yeah, yeah. I found out recently a person in my life had a period last. Three continuous months. That's not healthy. Correct. <laughs> Actually, hold on. 120. Four continuous months. That's. They had a four month long menstrual cycle? Is immediately that what you would no. Call it? I, yeah, I right? guess. I don't know. I'm sure it, it wasn't, but. Have you? Um, you're a fan. Uh, do you know comedian Michelle Wolf? Yes. She has this incredible joke, and it's something along the lines of like, Every day, every day, you interact with a woman going through the worst period of her entire life. And you don't know because all she says back to you is, it was good, thanks, how was your weekend? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can, I can hear it in her voice. Exactly. I can. Oh, my God. When you were editing the podcast on our way back from Germany, yeah. that's what I was watching. I watched that when you go, went to go pick up Danny in Munich. Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> We go on our little outings. We yeah, get we out have there. Fun. We have fun. As long as we have a snack and a nap. The like one pre- brain that can navigate yeah. things passed between us. And then Tyler came to show us around Munich and we just kind of put it in a box. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Most people speak like, English we'll in this city. Away. Exactly. <laughs> I just need to free my hands for all these steiners of beer. <laughs> yeah, true. Anyways, um, work, life, how, how are things? How, how are Work's you? slow. Yeah. As it's been for several months. But that's so nice, right? I mean, yeah, it's also like weirdly stressful because I can go in any random day and my boss will be like, get this done now. What? Well, like, cause he just has like, he's just giving me random tasks at so this like point. So there's like a false urgency to it. It's not necessarily even a false urgency. Like it might be actually urgent, but it's like not a project I'm on or anything like that. It's not anything I've been working on. He's just like, I need this done. And you're like, got it. Okay. Yep. Nice. <laughs> it's finals week at school. So every single second of my day was taken for. And I don't know, and friends, I love you. 
Why did every group chat need to have a mission today? Every group chat. I got to my phone and it had 28 messages at lunch. And I went, and I put it away. And then I got an orange soda from the front office. And I went on lunch duty. (laughs) We started getting texts in the, like, Hunger Games group chat. And I was like, did I miss an entire conversation? We're going to the winter market I did see that, but then I was confused about the uh, (laughs) conversation about favors. Favorite Christmas songs. Oh, right. That was a reference to what you were asking last time we all got together. <laughs> it was your own question being answered. Favorite Christmas songs? Yeah, wasn't that you? No. It I asked about songs that would be played at your... Was it Jacob and Lydia? Probably. Probably. They were the first to respond, so... Dear listener, write in. What's your favorite Christmas song? Now that it's know. definitely not Christmas anymore yeah. and you're tired of it. And if you say Mariah Carey, she'll re-wake up, so be careful. <laughs> so it was like that group chat, and then there was, uh, we're going to Saltburn on Wednesday. So there was like mm. that group chat, and then Nebraska Volleyball, which is in the Final Four, plays on Thursday. So there's that group chat? Right. So How many of those are Lydia in? <laughs> Oh, all of them are Lydia. <laughs> okay. Are you kidding? Who else is going to update our shared calendar? Exactly. I was like, so do you even need to be in the, in the group chat? No, no. But it's nice to feel involved, you know? It's like nice to feel like they invited. So yeah, it's like uh, podcast, winter market, um, movie, final four, Wyoming trip, Wyoming trip. And then Sunday, uh, this is you finding out live on the air. I'm, I'm doing the soup dinner thing. So expect those invites about 24 hours ago. Sunday? But didn't get them created. Yep. Okay, cool. Yep, Sunday. If it was Saturday, I was like, I can't think of Oh, I'll be in Wyoming on Saturday. Oh, and Saturday Work I'll trip. be at somehow two Christmas parties. I love that. <laughs> Haven't figured that at one out yet. At the same yet. time, little Hermione yeah. Granger time turner situation. Yeah. yeah, the work one and then Kelsey's. <laughs> oh, I know which one I would go to. Me too. <laughs> Can't say it on air, though. I did I did tell uh, someone that I would help them with something at one of the parties, and so therefore cannot back out of that party, and so mm. therefore also... And, and the person that I promised also has a broken foot. So Do they okay. start at the same time? No. Okay. I can, told Kelsey I'd be there at nine. Can you layer it like a bean dip in the Midwest? <laughs> just, no, because I, I... When do you hit the cheddar cheese just free-floating up top? <laughs> Because I told, I told, okay, so here's the thing, here's the thing. My assistant, my executive assistant has a broken foot and she's like older and I love her so much. And so I always help her plan the Christmas parties also because I used to do event planning Wait, How college. long has her foot been broken? They can't figure out what's wrong with it. It's like a whole thing. She broke it in Paris and then decided to continue right. on the trip. Sounds French. Because she just loves Paris. I love her so much. <laughs> Um, but now she's in a lot of pain. Oh, no. <laughs> and so I told her I'd help her set up because she can't really like walk around the place. And sure. I always run the white elephant gift exchange because okay. she never really likes talking in front of people. Do and any I'm of the men that. at this workplace do anything to help organize the Christmas parties? Uh, rarely, if ever. Okay. Actually, Dave, definitely. Probably, and is Dave... Uh, My boss. Almost, no, okay, nope, great. And <laughs> wow. Well, I mean, color me surprised and then color me pink. Yeah, um, it's mostly the women. Nice. But it's like me and Karen that are the two people that volunteer for it. And we're both like... Uh, for example, I had we had dinner a couple nights ago like as a company and I was sitting with Karen and she was like, yeah, over Thanksgiving, I just got so bored. So I made a coloring book and now it's on Amazon. What? And so that's just who she is. You just got entrepreneurs all around you. Yeah, yeah. She do, she just got bored and decided to make a coloring book about like depicting women. Well, in what construction. is it? Go ahead and start next year's Christmas lifts now. It's, is it? It's called the Big Building Book or something like that. You can color like buildings, like architects stuff. And uh, that's such a niche. Construction equipment. That's very cool. Yeah. 
I might actually get some of my nieces and nephews that. I'll show it to you. I have I it. don't have any nieces and nephews. Second cousins. I meant second cousins. <laughs> I was like, there's something you're not telling me, but we can just glaze on past I it if you I had a friend want. the other day. I was talking, and they go, wait, you have a sister? And I go, let me tell you. <laughs> oh, actually. Cat this, hair. This anyway, was next. was so funny. Uh, Tyler and I went Christmas shopping the other day, mm. and... You know, that, that meant, like, I was Christmas shopping for my family, and right. Tyler was, was there. along. Yes, but honestly, it was nice to kind of bounce someone off of. Yeah. But since he had never met my sister. Bounce someone off of. Bounce things off of someone. Oh, did everyone get it? Did every single person <laughs> know exactly what I meant, including our friends in foreign countries? Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. Anyway. So anyways, uh, it was funny because he'd never <laughs> met my sister before. He's met my brother. He's met my parents. Mm. So he's just trying to build like a profile as to what, That's really who funny. and what my sister is or might be. And he's seeing me place all these kind of weird, like place all these weird car- calls. I'm like, hey, hey, mom, does Allie have a Christmas village yet? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Griffin, Griffin, has she asked you for specifically religious paraphernalia? Or just kind of like Olive Garden adjacent kind of stuff? It's a really good question. And so he's he's just like, who is this person who I've only heard the craziest things about? Which I cannot say on air. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, So, yeah, there's that story now. Completely forgot how it was related to what we were talking about earlier. Uh, We should probably start the episode. We're like, there's a lot in. Are we really? Yeah. Oh, that's fun. Okay. Well, we I lost that train of thought, and we're never getting well, it back. I'm just trying to, like, now, like, like, you know, much like the Titanic, I have too small of a rudder to turn sharply. That's why she sank, folks. Anyways, um, today, we're going to kick off the... Do you want to touch it for a little bit more? The Titanic Lego boat that's right behind us. Did we talk us. about it on the episode? Oh my god, maybe we no, did it. <laughs> there are like a lot of Titanic references. Maya, you go and take this away as I figure out what. Yeah, we, uh, we, okay. There's, for those of you listening, not watching, there is a, uh, maybe like four foot long yeah. replica of the Titanic in Lego behind me, propped up on the piano, largely because I don't know where else in my home to put it, um, but also because it needed to be showcased. And <laughs> Casey's company does like all these work bonding things, and sometimes he's in charge of the budget. So for one of the times, they bought this giant Lego set, and it never got finished, but they're moving offices, and they don't have an office this week, and so they had to take the entire set to <laughs> my house. <laughs> And anyway, the Lego set got finished on a Saturday afternoon, and now there it is. It's so pretty. It is. That's how I sat and stared at it for a while because I was like, is there any more left to do? Because I want to put more together. (laughs) I did find like three mistakes on it that I fixed this morning. What do you mean mistakes? They were like, some of these window things were backwards. They're supposed to be like... They're in these little sets, and they're supposed so to. So what? Like you just short. went like Godzilla did, and like took off its top, and then like no. arranged the piece, and then well, I just, I don't, resealed it. I only had to take off the, like the flooring up here, and then that I just had a lot of ADHD, <laughs> and um, I like I'm just, to be in control. Of I love this because like, then I just get to think in my own brain. What was I doing that exact second? And it was probably the. Uh, uh, the. the. That's how you pronounce it. Mister, oh. I used the word stark in a sentence. Cool, I want to hear. Tell me how you use the words. That is nope. actually correct. That is good. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> that's how you do it, folks. That's it. Long running bit, okay. but it's fine. Are we going to wait for Casey? Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Be right back. So anyway. 
Okay, welcome back. Do we want to refresh our drinks before we settle in? Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah? Sweet. Yeah. Dope. <laughs> My brother. Oh, this is actually so sweet. And expect a... um group text about this also later on, by the way. Um, my brother called me today. Not urgent, but certainly like, get back to me today kind of oh. stuff. And so I was like, yeah, I'm free at this time, whatever he calls. And he goes, have you already purchased Christmas gifts for Taylor and I? And I'm like, oh, well, you know. Dear Maybe. listener, I had bought some like, Stocking stuff for stuff, oh. right? Some like small items. Yeah, not like a I big... hadn't secured the big thing yet for them. Yeah. And he goes, Well, Taylor and I were talking and we thought it might be fun. Don't know what kind of budget you're working on this year, but if it just, if it's in your budget and if it's easier, so I'm like, Yeah, what is it? And he goes, If you paid the race registration for us, for all three of us to run like a half marathon together in the spring. Is it? That's so fun. That's so cute. So if you guys want to run the half marathon with us. Oh, I would need to start training yesterday, but yeah. <laughs> oh, girly, I got, listen, you can do it in 10 weeks. I wouldn't advise it, <laughs> but you can do it in 10 weeks. Yeah. I know that for a fact. It's also, it's just, it's just a jog until your body literally fails on you. And then it's just two more miles. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's a walk for a little bit and then it's some more jog. Then it's a walk for a little bit and then you're like, okay, that was a nice energy saver. And then it's like one step, two step jogging pace, then Charlie horse. And you're mm-hmm. down again for a little mm-hmm, bit mm-hmm. and you kind of limp for a little bit more but then you're fine and then four days later you wake up with the inability to move your neck i cannot recommend it highly enough it was <laughs> such an empowering experience such a colorado thing to do no i love hiking 14ers but once you get there oh listen no i loved it i gave myself asthma for two weeks afterwards but it was so worth it to be up there for eight minutes it was so beautiful it was so it, you know what's actually so wonderful um the fear you feel when a mountain tries to blow you off of it. Yeah. <laughs> if you if you just if you just lean a little bit too far to the left, you might never come back up. And then everyone in the circle who's listening to you just like kind of quietly shakes their head and goes, Yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> like no one's there to tell anyone. This is insane. <laughs> so, anyways, I think I'm gonna because this will come out definitely yeah, after yeah. Christmas at this point. If it is what I end up doing, I might get them both really cheap like headbands or like sweatbands or something. It's really cute. And then just have a little note that says like, see you in Denver, and then the date of the half marathon I think we're going to do. And I then, love that. Thank you. I would absolutely run a half marathon with you guys. And then, yeah, well, like I said, Let me know. Expect a group chat. Okay. <laughs> uh, that makes sense. We, we, I don't, how would, we use group chats in the way I believe Denverites during the Gilded Era used uh, <laughs> naked uh, statue unveilings, mm, which yeah, is just yeah. to like mark Welcome off the to the start of the season. <laughs> I also knew you weren't going to say Hunger Games, but like, no, I didn't. I didn't know you were going to say Hunger Games or not. Oh, me Welcome to the, to the 74th 76th. annual Hunger Games. Well, sixth, if you follow up. Anyways. May the um, odds be ever in your favor. Thank you. Ladies um, first. <laughs> oh, you think I can't keep going? No, I know you can't. <laughs> I know you can. And so they'll, so that'll probably be their big gift. And then, because they've definitely purchased some of their like smaller gifts, mm-hmm. they're going to get some dehydrated oranges, lemons, and limes from me for their cocktails. Oh, that's cute. Um, uh, I ordered them some very fancy. It was like eighteen bucks, so it's like fancy, but yeah, like but like not fancy, fancy, fancy. Uh, 
flaky sea salt, mm. including, so there's one regular and then one that's smoked. And then I think I'm going to probably gift them. It was just, it, I just saw it and it looked good. And so I bought three of them. And that's how it works. That's <laughs> um, how it works. A little at home cold brew set of three oh, different cute. coffees in like a bag that you can reuse. And then once you're done, I think it's like recyclable, recyclable or um, is actually like Compostable. De- compostable. There we go. It's not going to like uh, disintegrate in the bag, but it yeah. won't last like two years kind of I stuff. I love that. I know. Those are good gifts. Took me 30 years. Um, but you got it. I got it. I got it. Can I tell you, when we were at Thanksgiving, we were like kind of brainstorming what to get people for Christmas. And like I had my phone, no- my like notes app open and we were like deciding who we wanted to buy gifts for together and who we would like buy gifts for separately. Right. And I was like, well, I know like you're not helping me with this gift, but like what should I get this person? And he like, just like... He was like, for five seconds, just sat there and then just like spewed out the most thoughtful thing I've ever Casey? heard in my life. And I was like, yeah. and then that went on for like the next, I don't know, 20 minutes. I was like, what's happening? How are you doing this? Um, I don't know. It's just like who Casey is. And it's so yeah. weird that he spends so much time with you and I. Me too. Yes. <laughs> I want you to know you were on that list. So get ready. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Listen, I have known you long enough now that I had kind of preempted this a smidge a little yeah. bit. You know, there's been some thought. I came to this this smoke show with, with some you, fire. Are you helping me with my heroin addiction? <laughs> <laughs> Finally. Again, it's a reference to uh, a card. It's, it's, a, it's, it's an inside joke. So it's a, no, I'm not, but maybe yes, I am. Okay, cool. But no, I'm not, but like, maybe yes, I am. I don't like the wavering. Last thing I want to say, uh, as I artfully change the topic oh, okay. how do i tell the loved ones in my life that i want as gifts for christmas this year references to my own podcast oh! <laughs> <laughs> like i want a nice mary shelley book i want honestly like not an antique agatha christie book mm. but like one of her better ones you know yeah. i want birth control <laughs> <laughs> I just want packet. to either be given or be viewed as a misunderstood female author that we then mm. got right a hundred years later. That makes sense. <laughs> I think that is your sexuality. I don't know what that puts you under, but... Single is what it puts me under. <laughs> it's the under single as my tax filing, but it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Married, single, obsessed with... <laughs> Married, single, misunderstood female author that we're now getting right a hundred years later. Oh, hey, comes with a little tax incentive. That's fun. That's okay. great. Um, okay, well, honestly, on this, what a great, this little, like, review. Yeah. A little great question to start off today's <gasps> actual episode. Um, and let me actually, I need to, I always like to kind of try that. Cool, sweet. Maya. Okay. Today's opening question is this. In your opinion. Okay. What is the saddest Disney movie? Oh, no. Is Fox and the Hound a Disney movie? Uh, we can count it if you want to. I don't actually know if it is. I just remember it being really sad. So Fox and the Hound is your answer? No. Hold, please. Okay. <laughs> Let me consider. Um, I feel like I always get mixed up between Pixar and and Disney. Maybe Bambi? I mean, I feel like that's just a classically sad one. One of the Toy Stories. There is one of the Toy Stories where I definitely teared up. Okay. So the list is like Fox and the Hound... Bambi, a couple of the Toy Stories. Yeah. I just want you to remember that that's what your answer oh, was. Oh, no. In 22 minutes or an hour and a half, however long it's going to take to get through this. 
that may be cut. Like, you might just hear Grant say, what's the saddest Disney movie? And then cut to... Cut to this. I would like to bring us back to a Christmas... Or Christmas Eve? Or day after Christmas. Sometime around December 25th, 1860, when our main character is born. Do you want to know why we struggle to know exactly when our main character is born? No. Because our main character is an elephant. Shut the... (laughs) (laughs) Dumbo's definitely a really sad Disney movie. (laughs) It's so much sadder than you think it is. Ladies and gentlemen, today we're going to cover... It's actually like a really interesting... There's moments where you're like, oh, that's sad. But it's not like a, I got to listen to this when I'm alone. Like, I can't have people see me cry at the office. This is not that one of those episodes. Okay. okay? It's not the last 40 minutes of the Mary Shelley episode. Let me tell you that. It's not one of our, and then they never solved the murder episodes. I don't think we've covered any of those. Uh, the great Sheedy murder. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the one we literally just recorded. That's cool. Um, it's not one of those. But today we are going to talk about Jumbo the Elephant. Jumbo? Jumbo the Elephant. They was... just changed one letter. Because <laughs> yes, but also no. Oh, no. Jumbo the Elephant was born on December 25th, sorry, around December 25th, Mm -hmm. 1860, in Sudan. And after his mother was killed by poachers, Mm. Disney, um, the infant Jumbo was captured by the Sudanese elephant poacher Tahir Sheriff and German big game poacher Johann Schmidt. The calf was sold then to an Italian whose name was Lorenzo Casanova, which is a fake name if I've ever heard of a fake name in this entire (laughs) podcasting land of ours. Um, So we're going to cover Jumbo the Elephant. We're going to talk about his journey from Sudan and Africa, East Africa, all the way to the hearts and minds of Americans. We're going to cover what he experiences, and we're also going to touch on his cultural impact. Jumbo becomes a huge celebrity. How big of a celebrity? The word Jumbo today is named after Jumbo the Elephant. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, they didn't name him Jumbo because he was big. He was big, and And now big things are called Jumbo. Jumbo. Which actually, as soon as I heard that... That's hilarious. It's so funny, but also 100% then immediately makes sense. Because when you actually, at least in the English language, step back, you're like, Jumbo's a made-up word. Like, Jumbo, like, what kind of Latin origin is Jumbo? Nothing. It's based off of a circus elephant who was huge. Oh, my uh, God. The giant elephant's name spawned the common word jumbo, That's meaning so large in size, in case you didn't know what it means. <laughs> stark difference between jumbo and petite. Gotta have a stark reference. Yeah, it was. Um, <laughs> examples of the Lexile impact are phrases like jumbo jet, jumbo shrimp, and jumbotron. Jumbo's oh shoulder height has been estimated to be around 3.23 meters. So for all of us dumb Americans, that's about 10 feet 7 inches upon the oh sign time of his death and was claimed to be just over 13 feet tall by P.T. Barnum who is going to oh. make an emergence in this story in about 20 minutes. Yeah, there's a circus, so that So, makes sense. let's start off with Jumbo's childhood. Born in East Africa, 
immediately orphaned by mm-hmm. a poacher. He gets rounded up along with a series of other animals. And this is where we get the first kind of documentation of his life. And okay. it's kind of crazy too because he's captured and sold so young and they're like trying to sell him. They People start keeping records on him like pretty early on because oh. he's like a good, right? They're yeah, like yeah, transporting yeah. the good. So Jumbo, along with his companion elephant and other animals, including giraffes, rhinoceroses, mm. rhinoceroses or rhinoceroses? Rhinoceroses. Rhinoceroses, rhinoceroses, and camels, as well as some birds, were driven overland. Um, just lost it. Were driven overland to the eastern Sudan town of Kassala, K A S S A L A. At this point, they were sold to Johann Schmidt, who was acting on behalf of the Italian Casanova. From Kassala, they were again driven overland across a burning desert on a six week long journey to the Red Sea port of S U A K I N. Sukin? Sakin? Sadly, Jumbo's fellow elephant did not survive the journey. However, from that port, the collection was loaded onto a steamer and taken through the Suez Canal and then further by rail to the port of Alexandria in Egypt and then put on another boat to Trieste, which is in northern Italy, and then further on another train to Dresden, a German city. I cannot imagine making that trek as a human. The, the place I got the information from, one of them says, Jumbo was indeed a well-traveled elephant. Yeah. <laughs> so at this point, is he a full-grown elephant? Nope. Okay. Nope. This He's is, still a baby. This is like the his summer this Aww. is like his summer break. Um, it's And he's still like a couple years old or so. Yeah, he's like very young okay. still. I can't get an exact date yeah. at this time. Mm-hmm. Um but I would I would guess probably under three, four okay. years old is okay. how old this elephant is. Also, a great chance to pause uh, where I got today's information from. Just thought I'd done that already. Uh, so Wikipedia, we got some really crazy photos from Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. That was great. Also, the website, the Journal of Victorian Culture, which was fantastic. <laughs> and then there's this TikTok account. And I'm going to say it very slowly so everyone can hear exactly the words that I say. There's this TikTok account called... Schoolhouse Kalk, K-A-U-L-K, Kalk, Schoolhouse Kalk, like the thing that you would like use yeah, I, I know what to you... form. Okay. Listener, it's the thing you use <laughs> to like form tiles together. And it's a very cool kind of like strange history. TikTok, the guy, the main uh-huh. person, his name appears to be Michael on the TikTok account. And is TikTok is originally what gave me the idea for this. And then when okay. I went back to like pull other sources, uh, a lot of it checked out. In fact, most of it checked yeah. out. Um, so shout out to that TikTok. He did like kind of a little mini series on it. And it didn't start off in Africa. He started off his story somewhere else because he only had 90 seconds to kind of tie it all together. <laughs> we had a little bit longer. God a little forbid. bit more. I know. Could you imagine? I can't even Hello. tell a joke okay, in 90 okay, seconds. <laughs> Are we recording? Damn it, Grant. I'm at the midpoint already. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so that's where we got all of them. So he is in Germany, and now they just have this collection of animals, and they sell it, and they sell him and a bunch of other of these animals to France, specifically to be in the Paris Zoo. And I do you speak French? A little. The blue word. Jardin des Plantes. It's a garden. 
of some kind. Well, it was also a zoo uh, okay. where he hung out for a couple of years, two or three, um, and then it was time for his next move. So he is Sudan, saw most of, of East Europe. Africa, then went to the Suez yeah. Canal and saw Alexandria yeah, right, in right, Egypt, right. Northern Italy, Dresden, Germany, and then Paris, France. Oh and now it's time for him to move again because our wonderful friends and the villains actually in quite a few stories, the British, um, (laughs) are kind of looking to expand, shocking no one. The Zoological Society of London, ZSL, did not have an African elephant. It was founded in 1828 for members to study and observe a wide variety of animals. And I think that got expensive because it was founded in 1928. And 19 years later, they were like, let's start charging people to come. (laughs) They're like, ooh, Ooh, this is not sustainable. These animals eat like a horse. (laughs) (laughs) So also, we should get some more horses. It's the 1820s. So in 1847, they opened kind of as a zoo. And the zoo had a variety of exhibits, but not a live African elephant. So in 1865, it achieved its aim and acquired Jumbo from the Paris Zoo. So Jumbo is at most five years old in this story. And has been in numerous countries. Doesn't really know a home. Right, never really had like a mother. The elephant it was with when he was like first traveling dies. He is gonna be joined by two other elephants in the Paris Zoo. Life is not great for Jumbo for most or of this story. Or for elephants in a lot of captivity. Right, yeah. right. Particularly in the 1800s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially, oh, let me let me get into like the next <laughs> two three sentences. Um, so it's 1865. London wants an elephant. Paris has an elephant. They decide to do a trade. So an arrangement was agreed whereby the London Zoo would receive Jumbo the Elephant. In exchange, they, like Pokemon trading cards is what I kind of envision. Paris gets an Indian rhinoceros along with, um, oh, I'm sorry. They get a set of rhinoceroses and a pair of eagles, a possum, that's weird, and some some Australian dingoes. Really feels like the pocket change that was forgotten in the pocket, and they're like, you know what, just keep it. Listen, I have $23 and a subway punch card with three punches. Yeah, (laughs) take it. Are there possums in Europe? It might be a North American marsupial, which would make it which would make more sense, but interesting to London. Like, I just it's still considered a rodent. I just distinctly remember seeing possums when we would shoot off fireworks as kids on the 4th of July, yeah, and they were terrifying. Just watch the Brooklyn Nine-Nine episode where they're looking for Holt's dog (laughs) (laughs) and what's the name of the guy the like kind of ditzy cop not Gina Andy Samberg's character no the other one the one Santiago nope Rosa nope the boy yes oh (laughs) the Dwight of the show yes basically he's like he's (laughs) just had LASIK and he can't see (laughs) so he's like just relying on his senses, and he calls them, and he's like, I got the dog, and they show up, and it's impossible. <laughs> I think they are maybe quite docile. I think so. And also, you never have to worry about getting rabies from a possum. I just love that they play dead. That's really cute. Yeah, I love that they're immune to rabies. <laughs> sure. Yeah. 
We as humans I'm, are not immune. I'm to like no, ninety percent sure they're immune to rabies. Fact check him. Send him a mean email. <laughs> no, I think their blood is like too cold or too hot. That something. makes sense. They just yeah. can't. Not a great growing. Not a great I growing lab for rabies. Well. So anyway, so the Paris gets one of those. <laughs> In exchange for our main in character. In exchange for our main character. And as this, the Victorian culture society, whatever, said, clearly the London Zoo had not, quote, examined the goods oh, upon, no. like, interaction. Well, that's your fault. Because in 1865, when Jumbo arrives um, in London, he is, where's it at? <laughs> it was said that he was only about four foot high. And in filthy and miserable oh, conditions. Honey. However, the arrival was covered widely in the British press as it was commented that it was the first elephant ever to arrive in the British Isles. Not the last, unfortunately. No, no, not at all. But um, Jumbo actually kind of comes out good in this deal. Okay, good. I'm going to tell you some pretty insane things okay, before here. Before you do that. Have you, did you ever hear about... <laughs> Sorry, it's just such a funny place in my mind to stop this. I know, I just really <laughs> no, need, I need to get to this it. out. Go ahead. <laughs> when I was in Japan in 2017, 2018, okay. I went on a tour and the like tour guide was talking about how China had gifted Japan to pandas as like a peace offering yes. or something like that. Panda diplomacy is what they call yeah. it. Yeah. And then those pandas had a baby and mm -hmm. now there was like a diplomatic argument over who should who keep owns the, the baby panda. Yeah. Hilarious. Did you know, um, oh God, this is now one I really need to fact check on. My confidence ratio is like 68% on this oh, one. Maybe okay. 72. Okay. Um, for whatever reason, I think Mexico is one of the only countries in the world that gets to keep one of its pandas. Are you serious? Yes. I think Why? It was, I think it was given, <laughs> I think it was kind of before the terms and agreement things kind of all They're came like, out. like, well, that panda's lost. Yeah, I okay. think so. Or or maybe it was, the, it was the baby of a panda that they had been rented, and they're like, yeah, I guess it's yours or whatever. I don't think Mexico has a mating pair, so they're not going to be mm, able to have their own. own. I mean, we could clone them. But it's like, I don't think we're going to have our own line of like Mexican pandas. I mean, I think it would be really fun that China and Mexico are the yeah, two are the places only that two. have pandas. Yes, it's, it just seems very <laughs> random. Like China and Russia, China and Japan, right. China and any other Ch Asian country. China and any of its neighbors. Yeah, any of its, no, China and Mexico. Or China and any other high altitude rainforest. Yeah! Is meant. <laughs> nope. Does, does Mexico even have bears? Yeah, I'm sure it does. Truthfully, don't know where bears live. So in 1865, <laughs> Jumbo gets the heck out of Paris. Okay. Which is actually really good news for Jumbo. Okay. <laughs> See, the French are about to go to war. And in a war called the Franco-Prussian War. Oh, no. Yeah. Good thing he got out of Paris is the name of this next section. Uh-oh. See, five years after he leaves France, uh, Paris falls under a siege by the Prussian, I'm saying that with a P, yeah. Prussian army as they encircle Paris and lay siege to it for five months, intentionally starving yeah, the so Parisians. elephant wouldn't have made it one way or another. Um, no, but not because the elephant starved. Yes, yeah, so that's what I was saying. One yeah. way or another. Yeah. He um, would have died. All of the animals they traded Jumbo for got ate during the that siege. Possible? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here's so uh, the Franco Prussian War. Prussia is this, like, I don't need to get into my, the curse of my history education. <laughs> 
Prussia, aka pre-Germany mm-hmm. and France go to war in 1869-1870. Okay. Prussia pretty decisively destroys the French army early on yeah. and then like starves Paris to death. Ooh. And you know, first month things are kind of okay, and then by the second month Parisians turned first to their horses in early October to nope. supplement their dwindling nope. supplies of fresh nope. meat. No. By mid-November, Mm-mm. fresh meat had truly run out in the city, and butchers began offering, and I am so sorry, oh, no. dog oh, no. and cat nope. meat. Nope. People also turned to rats for meat, although the number of rats consumed was relatively low due to both the fear of the disease yeah. and how hard it was to prepare them to make it edible. Once the supply of these animals also ran low, the citizens of Paris turned on the zoo animals at the Paris Zoo. Even Castor and Pollux, the two other elephants that were in Paris (gasps) with Jumbo, are eaten during during the siege. That's so sad. It is. Aww. Sorry, I didn't have as intensely of an emotional reaction as you did, or maybe I didn't just knew this part was coming. That's so sad. It makes me feel really weird for the next thing I'm about to read. Oh, Jesus. So there's a menu from Paris at this time. Read it. You have to read it. You have to read it. So it's almost all in French, right? But it's like horse, dog, cat, dog, cat, dog, rat, dog and rats. One is flowers for our vegetarian friends. Horse. And then at the very end, and I took a picture of it, elephant soup. (gasps) No. Yeah. I don't know if it was like bones or if it was like hard to. I I have no idea what logistical yeah, like challenges they faced. It could be broth. It could be meat. It could right. Be but elephant soup was the thing that they had on the menu. Oh, that's rough. Yeah. So, where should Jumbo be? East Africa. But where should Jumbo definitely not be? Paris. Paris. <laughs> I love how we've now talked about many things getting injured in Paris in this episode. A lot, yeah. <laughs> wow, that, yeah, true. If you and your friends have twisted your foot or been eaten, you may be entitled to financial Your compensation. compensation. <laughs> Us at Warner Thomas <laughs> and Associates. There was this oh great there was this great um, TikTok account at the very start of the pandemic when I was first getting into yeah. TikTok and it was fake um, law commercials right and it was like unsure about nine eleven <laughs> stay a little too long at your cousin <laughs> go up to a woman you thought was your wife and hug her from behind and she wasn't no no <laughs> oh my god. Do alternative milks make you feel weird? (laughs) (laughs) There's a whole bunch of things like that. You know the, the, not famous, but like well-known lawyer in the Denver area, the the strong arm? Oh, absolutely. No free advertising. But of course I know about the strong arm. (laughs) The friends that dressed up as him for Halloween. I love that! (laughs) Posted in front of a billboard. I have students when they go, Mister, I think I want to be a lawyer. Sometimes they'll be like, you know, like the strong arm. Yeah. And they would say his name. And part of me always want to be like, don't be the strong arm. Be the law firm on the RTD trains. <laughs> there are two law firms in Denver. It's true. Those are, that's it. Those are the only ones. Continue your so story. So it's 1870. <laughs> Jumbo at this point is probably around 10 years old, mm-hmm. and he's back in London. While in London, Jumbo is a really big uh, hit. Um, mainly you could say he's a Jumbo hit? He's a Jumbo giant on that circus. <laughs> <laughs> in that zoo. 
Move over, shrimp. There's a new cocktail <laughs> in town. <laughs> None of these are good. They're tickling my brain a little bit. <laughs> Um, speaking of Jumbo, Queen Victoria wrote him, um, as oh. well as all of her grandchildren, who would go on to become the kings of Europe and like basically oh, every single Jumbo in one weird afternoon could have ended monarchy in Europe, <laughs> and he did one it. One weird afternoon. We just listen. send him Mitch McConnell. <laughs> this this is the time machine you yes. need to. Mm-hmm. It's not even baby Hitler. You no. go back and just kind of piss Jumbo off the morning Queen Victoria brings all of her future king children to ride him. We can make it happen. Oh, good. I'm Thank sure. you. Yeah. Time, little time capsule action. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Well, what if it messes with the podcast? <laughs> what would I talk about tonight? <laughs> Our whole podcast would just be about Jumbo. <laughs> Sorry, there's a coach called Jimbo Fisher, and now it's just kind of getting caught at Jimbo and Jumbo. Jimbo Jumbo. <laughs> Sounds like the start of a children's book. Jimbo Jumbo jumped sounds, his way onto the jumpy jacks. Sounds like the, the company that rented Lee his car in Hawaii. <laughs> Justin and Dustin. Were you injured on the job? Do you want to be called Jumbo and Jumbo? <laughs> <laughs> hey, do you know us was injured on the job? Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, he was. He was. That's not even mean for us to no, say. He was literally killed on the job. It was his job. Yeah. <laughs> Where's his work with Tom? <laughs> is that what communion is? <laughs> it's been a while since we've made these kind of jokes. And since a lot of us are coming back from the one time of year we go to church because we're in town with our parents, I think it's time that we go ahead and refresh. Yeah, some you of these. just gotta. If they are in the car with you right now, one, thank you for introducing us to your parents. <laughs> And we're sorry that we made it weird. <laughs> Feel free to not talk about this afterwards. Oh, sorry. We're not this podcast. Listen, one time, I swear to God I will tell the story, but I think it's been a busy week. One time I told my parents I had discovered this new show on the radio, and I thought it was really interesting. Uh-oh. And so I like got into the living room, and I turned it on, and I like turned to the station, and they were playing old farm music. Because, see, what I had discovered was NPR's Prairie Home Companion. Mm. And when I was listening to it in my car on the way there, it was when they were talking about like from Lake Wobegon and there's yeah. like these like short stories and stuff like that. And there's like kind of like a little comedy stand up act. And it feels very much like a storytelling radio show, but it's also called a Prairie Home Companion. <laughs> so at the time that I had parked, come in, talked to my parents about it, got into the radio and like turned it on. It was just like hard violin and like some like brass drum. <laughs> Your dad's like, that's great. My mom was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I think there was, a cer- there was a certain fear in my parents' eyes of like, we left the farm. We are not going back. <laughs> and I was, for maybe one of the few times in my childhood, truly embarrassed by what I was doing, that I immediately turned it off Ooh, and like, never, never talked about it again. <laughs> so Jumbo makes a career okay. in London. <laughs> Jesus, we're never going to get through this story. No, we're about halfway through. Mm. Um, the fun stuff is still to come, Excellent. by the way, I promise. Okay, cool. I'm trying to like sanitize it as much as possible. So um, Jumbo makes a career for himself in London, mm-hmm. um, but he doesn't love it. He's basically kept in like a huge horse stall, yeah. which isn't great when you're a growing elephant. African elephant, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, at one point, he knocks both of his tusks out, and then they start to grow oh. back. And as he gets older, God, what was the exact words they used? 
Basically, he would fly into what they called terrifying night rages. <gasps> no! Yeah. To the point where um, the zoo was so unsure as to what to do, they bought an elephant gun because they were that they concerned. They were like, we don't know what to do. If he, he was going to break out in one of these moments and then like terrorize and destroy the zoo. Um I, allegedly, they bought the elephant gun. I want to point yes, out that first. Yes, we just don't know. Two, um, it's definitely been revealed after the fact that they were feeding Jumbo a really soft diet, oh. and he was supposed to be processing like hard savanna grasses. Ah. And so, almost positively, his rage came from toothaches. Oh, honey. Yeah, that he was just in massive amounts of pain. pain and that's why he was acting away. And I think it got worse too. at the end of the day kind yeah. of stuff, as that pain kind of does sometimes. Me, as I have actively have wisdom teeth, I refuse to get taken out because I don't want to go to the dentist. Listen, I don't blame you. I wanted to be like, be brave. You can do it. It's so gross. <laughs> it's so... I don't, I don't need don't to get more graphic Don't at me, actually. If, if you're listening and you're like, damn, my... Don't. <laughs> I love you so much. We're so similar in some ways. I'm so glad I got it when I was in college and still like trusted the world. Because now I'd be like, no, I'm just going to always kind of hurt a little I'll bit. I'll just always forever. be in pain. I'll have headaches every once in a while. I It'll be fine. After our tournament, like the Monday after at work, I apologized to a handful of people. I was like, I think I was shorter last week than I professionally want to be. And I'm sorry about that. Oh, sorry. They're like, yeah, it's fine. And you were kind of a bitch. But yeah, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so they have this elephant um, kind of going crazy, don't know what to do. They're like, we got to get rid of this elephant. 1882. So he's now been in Paris for 17 years. (laughs) London. For 17 years. Um, They sell him to P.T. Barnum, who goes across the Atlantic, picks him up, and brings him back to North America. However, the... um, People of London love him so much oh. that they sue the zoo to try to stop the sale from happening. What? And it said over 100,000 uh, British school children wrote to Queen Victoria to try to get her to stop for her from selling the elephant. Oh my God. At the time, this is important to know, at the time, uh, Queen Victoria claimed to own all of India, did not claim uh. to own Jumbo the Elephant. <laughs> she was like, that's was, not my problem. That's the London Zoological Society. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a fee if you want to see it. Um, Meanwhile, tell those people over in India I need an update on exactly. what they're doing. But and then here comes kind of another oh, sad no. part in w- preparing to move Jumbo. Um, he he kind of resisted. He didn't get. Yeah. I don't think they didn't shoot him. They didn't. I, I mean, obviously that he probably experienced some kind of physical damage, but. Like, his story doesn't end there, but there is a cartoon of Jumbo basically, like, kind of refusing to leave his stall. And he, like, stretches Aww. out all over the place to, like, try to not get loaded up and stuff. Buddy. He didn't want to move again. He, he knew where he no. was. Um, John Ruskin, a fellow at the London Zoological Society, wrote in the Morning Post in February 1882 this. He says, quote, I, for one, uh, I, for one of the sad fellows... I'm not in the habit of selling my old pets or parting with my old servants because I find them subject occasionally, perhaps even periodically, to fits of ill temper. And I not only regret the proceedings of the council, but disclaim them utterly as disgraceful to the city of London and dishonorable to common humanity. He was like, this is his home. You can't just sell him because he's like uppity right now. Like, that's literally not how... Owning a pet works. Right. Yeah. Um, 
apparently Barnum was like begged to like allow some kind of condition where he could return back to London at some point. Barnum was mm. like, nope, I bought him. He's mine now. Sorry. Oh, fuck Give him you, to dude. me. I know. It's almost like he's going to create a whole, whole, uh, industry on abusing animals. Uh, yes. Yes, he is. It's crazy. Uh, and Jumbo gets brought to New York in 1882. Welcome to New York. Woo. It's I'm been waiting, waiting for, for you. you. That's Welcome probably trademarked. We're sorry, Taylor. You know we love you. Um, <laughs> I'm both talking to the artist and my sister-in-law. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to pause the story. Again, shocker, I know. Right here yeah. for a second. Um, first, do you know how Denver is connected to P.T. Barnum? I really feel like I should. So there's a neighborhood on Denver's west side yeah. called Barnum, and then there's like Barnum West or whatever. Okay. P.T. Barnum never lived there. Okay. But for a long time, considered like housing his circus over the winter on that land. That's like what mm. he bought it for. And then he was like, no, I'm going to go somewhere else and sold it. And to try to attract people to buy and move home, like move their homes there to that they neighborhood, advertised it. they named it after yeah. him, Barnum. It'd be like, oh, do you want to go move to like Kardashian Heights today? The answer is no. I mean, I think I'd want at least two or three want- homes at least, you know? <laughs> is there free Botox or is it in the water? <laughs> Honestly, I would just take nice cheese. And- <laughs> That's so rich. They don't nice eat cheese. cheese. No, but the people that would buy houses in Kardashian would Heights nice would cheese. have nice cheese. Yeah, you're right. Like a nice, um, oh, like that apricot whipped feta crumple that Lydia had. That was so really good. good. Have you been to Barcelona? The one over the here. The city? Oh, okay. No, there is a restaurant. There's a chain called Barcelona. No. Uh, it's like a wine and tapas bar. But so you just get all these tapas for the table. And there's one that is whipped honey feta. And it's served with like warm pita bread. I could eat only that for the rest of my life. Tapas give me anxiety. Tapas give me anxiety, but if you go with a bunch of people that eat as much as you, it's great. Is it? Yes. Or is everyone leaving a little hungry and you spent $75? Oh, it'll be more than that, but no one's leaving Um, hungry. (laughs) I just know for a fact, to go to to the Brazilian Steakhouse Rodigio Grill Mm. costs like $67. So everything in my entire life is like, is it more or less than a Brazilian Steakhouse? The tapas there are like not small. It's not like one person gets a piece. They're like, they're like small meals. Continue. I liked my cheese and I'll defend it. I just kind of, no, part of me was like, please keep explaining tapas to us. Are you um, a lifestyle magazine in 2014? So what it is, is it's really, it's really a fad diet almost, you mm. know, because if you go out to tapas, you're not going out to a meal nice. and therefore you're eating less calories. I found that not to be true. I eat <laughs> way more when it's tapas. Oh, I'll just go ahead and scoop up this too. If no yeah, one else if wants, no one else it. wants yeah, it, like I'm, I'll have it. It's crazy That's for the waiter to totally take it from the table. Fine, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, so... Jumbo arrives in New York in 1882 and is just like in London, like huge news. He is uh, unloaded off the boat and then his cage or like box or whatever Mm -hmm. is hauled up Broadway where he is then exhibited in Madison Square Garden. In a box. Where he makes, well I think at that point they were like release him, he's part of the show. Where he makes just a cool $1.72 million. (gasps) In the 1800s? Yes. I was, I, yeah. In a 31-week season, this, okay, the circus uh, made $1.75 million. 
largely due to its star attraction. Yeah, I mean, people are going to come to yeah. see the African elephant. Um, a little bit of context here. So uh, this Madison Square Garden has moved several times yeah. in New York. I think this Madison Square Garden is relatively close to Coney Island. Okay. And during this time, Coney Island, especially during its busy season, yeah. saw at least one million visitors a day. Whew. So when you hear it that way, yeah, that makes sense. 1.72 million pre-inflation. Yeah. But also explains why this circus ringmaster had the budget to buy an elephant, elephant from London yeah. and bring it to New York. And so this is honestly, we're going to get a couple of like fun and exciting things that's going to happen to Jumbo. So he's like well-loved. He's around a bunch of other elephants. He's still doing the things that he'd been doing his entire life, performing, providing rides, things mm-hmm. like that. That's not good. Not trying to justify that. No, yeah. But no longer a lone elephant in a horse stall. You know, like yeah, there are he's... moments where he, yeah, I mean, yeah. the silver lining on a life that's been pretty rough so far. Yeah. Uh, Jumbo does help convince people the Brooklyn Bridge is safe, though. Oh, that's cool. He walks out on the Brooklyn um, Bridge. Yeah, so they had just <laughs> built the Brooklyn Bridge and was so full of new technology, people didn't trust it. And also the Brooklyn Bridge handled four times the amount of traffic it does today. Ah. And um, that meant... Uh, People were kind of jumpy because they weren't sure if the bridge was going to collapse or not. And so um, this woman fainted and the police were carrying her away. And someone screamed because they thought they saw the police carrying away a dead body. And when they screamed, it caused an actual panic. And then it crushed 12 people to death. Ah, that's not... No. No, yeah, that's not cute. And then a rumor spread that the bridge had actually collapsed. (laughs) And that's why those people had died. The cops are like, look... (laughs) Yes. It's not yes. collapsed. So what they did was remove the like two steps up to the um, the bridge and then installed a bunch of emergency call boxes, which yeah. are still there today. Good. You can still make emergency calls. And then hired P.T. Barnum to march 21 elephants across it into Brooklyn. That does answer my other question. I was worried he was the only elephant. No, one of 21 okay. That does make elephants. me feel better for yeah. him a yeah, little yeah. bit. Um, that's bananas. He it feels a little bit like a canary in a coal mine, which like by the time something bad happens, it's too late for that animal. Yeah, it's hundred percent too late for that canary. Yeah. I do think granted, obviously no interview with Jumbo. I do think this is probably in the span of his tragic life. Yeah. The highlights yeah, of it fair. a little bit. Um Yep, okay, covered that crushing 21 elephants. Yeah. And so, <laughs> sorry. I, I, this part, I just knew off the top of my head. I'm like, where are we where in did we go? my notes? No, I get it. Um, okay. No, go away now. Wait, no. Why did I just type something? <laughs> I'm call, Maya, I'm calling someone. <laughs> are we on Instagram Live again? Um, okay, so at this point, Jumbo has survived the killing of his mother. He has survived um, not getting eaten in Paris. Good. He survived uh, Queen Victoria's London, survived the Brooklyn Bridge, and is now touring across the country with P.T. Barnum in the circus. Jumbo cool. traveled around North America as part of Barnum's show, and he would work in the circus until his death. And this is now, in my opinion, both the saddest part of the story and probably the last sad part of the story. I hope so. It was while working in the circus that Jumbo would meet his death. Mm. While at St. Thomas Crossing in Ontario, Ontario, Canada, Jumbo and other elephants were being loaded into their cars Mm. and Jumbo was hit by a train. (gasps) No. Not head on. 
Um, I mean, getting hit by a train in any direction. Got him on his hip, is what they say. And also, it looks like Jumbo was probably leading another elephant to where he was supposed to be when he got hit. The other elephant suffered, I think, like some fractures, maybe like a broken bone or something like that. Um, They believe Jumbo probably died of internal bleeding from being hit Mm. by a train. Uh, Was, at this point, however, big enough that it fully derailed the train that hit him. Holy Jesus. Yes. Also... (laughs) He was Jumbo. Holy shit. um, By the time Jumbo was hit by the train, he was still not yet done fully growing. At his death, his shoulder, from the ground to his shoulders, was 10 feet tall. Holy And that if he hadn't been killed so young, he might have actually hit 13 feet tall. What's the average height of an elephant? I do don't you? actually know. It's not shocking, like, when I found out the average weight of a black bear is just, like, half of me. Like, literally <laughs> less than the weight of a human. I could take a black bear on potentially in an arm wrestling contest. <laughs> yes. Uh, okay, hold on. <laughs> I put an average height of an Ella. And then it auto or tried to autofill to average height of an eleven year old. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, so yeah, they get up to ten feet in Africa, but okay. before he was even full grown, right? He was, he was 10, ten feet. feet. He yeah. might have actually gotten uh, taller than that. So this accident happens in 1885 when Jumbo is 25 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, as P.T. Barnum told the news. Uh, Jumbo was leading Tom Thumb, a young circus elephant who was walking across the railroad tracks, and Jumbo was attempting to lead him to safety. Barnum claimed that the locomotive hit and killed Tom Thumb before it derailed and hit Jumbo. Other witnesses supported Barnum's accounts, but according to newspapers, the freight train hit Jumbo directly, killing Jumbo, while Tom Thumb suffered a broken leg. So unclear as if Tom Thumb died or not not. during it. Um, They immediately afterwards did kind of like an autopsy and things to Jumbo, and they found in his stomach English pennies... (gasps) Keys, Honey. rivets, and because he's an ally, a police whistle. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, that's nah, enough from you. Okay, so I just want to point out something real quick, okay? Jumbo was hit by a train. Yeah. And then he dies. Yeah. Does that strike you as a mystery? Maybe if you're, I'm really sketched out by P.T. Barnum. Here's the thing. Here's what I don't understand. When mm. I was doing research for the story, this was one of the first articles that came up. New research solves mysteries about Jumbo the Elephant's life and mysterious death. He was hit by a train. <laughs> Sad. Yeah, tragic. It doesn't seem like. Untimely. Yeah. Mystery? No. Mystery? No. An elephant is maybe the only thing I could think of that could hit, get hit by a train and survive. And if you told me that elephants got hit by trains and died, I'd be like, yeah. Makes also sense. Yeah. Oh, it's a train? And it's an elephant. Oh, I was going to say something. We oh. might have to cut this. Would you? Oh, God. Do you think that's where the phrase hit by a train comes from? It's where we get the word jumbo. <laughs> Finish your damn story. <laughs> that was a lot too far. <laughs> you will respect Jumbo, which I should because no one respected Jumbo in his death. Mm. Um, ever the showman, Barnum had portions of his star attraction separated to have multiple sites attracting curious spectators. After touring with Barnum Circus, the skeleton was donated <sighs> to the American Museum of Natural History in New York City, where it remains. Okay. That's where the skeleton is. 
great news for that because yeah. the other stuff oh, history no. doesn't treat well. The elephant's heart was sold to Burt Green Wilder of Cornell University, no. who then lost no. it by the 1940s. Oh no! Um, Jumbo's hide was stuffed by two people whose names are very complicated to say. Um, <laughs> Both of Ward's natural sciences, who stretched it over the mounting thing and then mounted the specimen, and so the mounted hide of yeah. Barnum, so it looked like a like a stuffed mounted elephant. Hide of Jumbo. Jumbo. Mm-hmm. What did I say? Barnum. Yep. I mean, <laughs> let's see it. You know. <laughs> Anyways, um, like stuffed Jumbo traveled yeah, with the circus yeah. for a little bit, and then eventually Barnum <sighs> donated that to Tufts University. Sorry. Where Jumbo is still their mascot. Oh my god. Yeah, Tufts University mascot is Jumbo the Elephant. That's my least favorite university. Um, well, it's going to get worse. Oh no. Barnum Hall, because he donated a lot of money to Tufts, <gasps> burnt down, and they collected the ashes of what they believe was Jumbo the Elephant, and then put it in a used jar of Peter Pan peanut butter, and it now sits in the athletic director's office. Like just on his desk next to his other peanut I butter? I don't know. Like... It's a pretty old jar that you can see through and that is then filled with black dirt. Disgusting. So, yeah, it's super gross. But anyways, that's now the that's now Why? the mascot Why? of Tufts Why University. The fuck? I find an <laughs> elegant way to display it at least. Like sure it was a convenient in the moment, but you can't find like a nice little mason jar. Can I just say something real quick as we talk about all of this? When I was crafting this story together, Listener, Maya and I really do try our best. I know it doesn't always sound like it. But we do want to provide like an enjoyable listening experience yeah. to you guys. When we do stories about humans, they have words in quotes mm-hmm. and like actions towards other humans yeah. that you and I can then kind of ponder of and splice and think about and relate to or not relate to. Mm-hmm. About halfway through this, I'm like, God, really hard to not have a quote from the elephant. In this story. <laughs> I'm like, do you know Jimbo, who's... do you not have anything to say for yourself? Do you know whose voice we're missing in this story? Jumbo. Jumbo's. Which makes me like Elizabeth Banks yeah, with <laughs> cocaine bear. <laughs> So glad we were on the same page. <laughs> it's an episode, once again, episode four, four. getting called out. But uh, yes. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, didn't need to fair. say that. Do you want to make a movie about it? <clears throat> oh, <wait. laughs> One of my favorite things to do, and I really do like my life, but sometimes it's fun to have a maladaptive daydream. And sometimes yeah. I'll imagine what I would do if I won the lottery. And like the big one where it's a billion dollars, but then it's only half a billion dollars after mm-hmm. taxes. I think I'd start Arrival to A24. I just start like kind of like a movie house that like purchases indie films that we think might yeah. be good, and I think that'd be fun. And then eventually cool. I make one, and then I become famous. <laughs> Before that, though, could you like fund our podcast? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, okay. no, we get cool. like an agent and like yeah, a production staff. Yeah, that'd be staff. super great. Okay, cool. We'd have an office. So we don't have to keep hauling these up and down really <laughs> narrow and slippery <laughs> stairs. It is a OSHA, not OSHA approved for sure. <laughs> I mean, there's like all sorts of dreams. Yeah, like. I'm gonna get no, a house. I, I get I'm gonna get a house in the city, and then we're gonna convert my house mm-hmm. into the recording studios. Oh, that'd be perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Maladaptive daydreamed about it. Anyway, so Jumbo's uh, <gasps> skeleton is in New York. Uh-huh. His ashes are on a desk somewhere. His uh, heart, who knows? That's been uh, lost, and. Um, his taxidermy tail is now in the archives of 
Tufts University as well. Of course it is. Because for whatever reason, they had removed Yeah, it wasn't on the body. That's when cool. When it burned down. Yeah, that's cute. So, <laughs> no, it's just... Imagine, it's like a drunk frat boy. <laughs> Finding it? No, it's a drunk frat boy that took it off as part of like oh, a hazing ritual. Oh, I'm sure ritual. it was. And now... And now they took it out and they're like... Um. <laughs> See, what's so funny to me is how... That's chapter one. Drunk yeah. frat boy removes tail from elephant. Yes. Chapter four, five, or six uh-huh. is... Now it's in their archives collection and some like quiet, gorgeous, <gasps> studious grad student has to put on like gloves Gloves. every time she touches it and she's like do you want to see something cool and then she goes over to like a huge cabinet and she pulls something out and then she like reaches and she goes this is Jumbo's tail (laughs) you heard of Dumbo (laughs) well this is Jumbo's tail that's actually a really great transition now we're going to talk about Jumbo's legacy here's the thing Jumbo was so huge in America. He was Jumbo? Here's the thing. (laughs) He had a Jumbo-sized impact on American (laughs) culture. The best way I could describe it as I was researching this, and I'm sorry I haven't made this connection sooner Uh. in this story. Jumbo was essentially little Sebastian from Parks and Rec, (laughs) but for, like, for the globe. Like, maybe it's just, like, us modern brains don't appreciate seeing an elephant, but every picture of him I'm seeing... It's an elephant. Yeah. It's like not an elephant on its back legs or like it's just an elephant. It's an elephant that like sometimes kids can ride on, and it's like big, but it's an but elephant. It's like it's like average size for an elephant. Yeah, it's big compared to a dog. But yeah, it's like <laughs> it's like an elephant, and people are like, "Oh my god!" Jumbo inspires a line of architecture. Oh no, of elephant shaped four, five, six story tall buildings. Why? <laughs> What building is shaped it's like little Sebastian? An and you will respect him, Ben. Five hundred candles in the wind. Half mask is too high. I really hope everyone who listens has watched all of the exact shows Maya and I have. Or else this podcast probably doesn't make sense. I'm really sorry. Okay, so um, while Jumbo is still alive, mm-hmm. the building Lucy the Elephant. A six-story tall structure is erected in Margaret City, New Jersey, and was modeled after Jumbo. It was built by James Lafferty in 1881. So while Jumbo's still alive. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you, Lafferty, (laughs) Lafferty loved Jumbo. (laughs) Lafferty patents his Jumbo-inspired architecture. Oh my God. Because he's going to build several of them. Why? No idea. Um, he'll build another one called, like, The View of Asia or whatever, which is extra funny because it's not an Asian elephant. Yeah, it's, it's an East African, African elephant. elephant. I mean, I know they're not caring for accuracy here, but they put that one down in South Jersey, I think, closer to Atlantic City. Oh, by the way. So uh, just all in New Jersey. Lucy the Elephant. Well, all but one. Lucy the <laughs> Elephant, by the way, built in 1881 still standing, and according to the National Registry of Historic Landmarks, is the oldest still existing roadside attraction in America today, and has been owned and operated by the same family for its entire life. It's just so funny to me that New Jersey is like one of the smallest states in the U.S., and they probably have the most, or they probably at one point had the most elephant-inspired architecture. I think it still has the most most elephant-inspired architecture out of any other state. And now I get to turn to the part that I really thought about starting this off with. Okay. Okay. So the theme of this episode is welcome, welcome to, New to New York. It's and, been waiting for you. Right, it's been waiting for you. Welcome to New York. And Jumbo 
<laughs> and Jumbo has been to New York, and so many of you savvy listeners might have been like, okay, I guess that counts, but that's yeah. kind of a weak link. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 my friend. I have been saving this till the end. See, the third elephant building that Jumbo inspires oh, no. is called, let me find the name. I want to be able to say it correctly. Also built by Lafferty. Elephantine Colossus and is built on Coney Island and was a huge structure on the coast of New York. Elephantus Colossus? Elephantine Colossus. Elephantine Colossus. Elephantine Jumbo. It's a giant and no one ever tells jumbo. no one ever tells you this in history class and i'm so glad that i get to tell you it is built and opened before the statue of liberty <laughs> so it was the original <laughs> statue of liberty so, shut up so waves of immigrants we have this idea of them like under liberty's torch but it was actually kind of like eyes to snout with elephantine <laughs> colossus a giant elephant which then became a hotel which then became a brothel. Oh! The first thing thousands of immigrants saw arriving in New York in the 1880s was a giant elephant brothel waiting for them (laughs) because we hadn't yet built the Statue of Liberty. Ironically, Jumbo and the Statue of Liberty, both from France. (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny to me that we welcome our immigrants with things from other countries. (laughs) Listen, the fact that um, it's a brothel is so funny. Um, Mascot of Tusks, welcome to New York. I just want to make sure I've hit everything beforehand. Um, Yes, okay. So, Elephantine Colossus, the brothel giant elephant structure that welcomed the immigrants. The jumbo elephant structure. You Correct. can say Sorry, it. thank you. The jumbo. <laughs> jumbo the jumbo elephant structure that greeted waves of immigrants. I just like that I've said it so many times at this point he hasn't really listened to me the last couple of times. I'm just going to keep... so <laughs> dialed in on saying this story correctly. You do a good job on this, okay, Ricky Bobby? You do a good job. Uh, so dialed in on saying this correctly that I'm like, uh-huh, yeah, anyway. So anyways... <laughs> Really great banter tonight. I'm just giggling at myself. <laughs> okay. Well, Elephantine Colossus burns down on its 10th birthday. Oh, no. Oh, and don't worry. It has... Are you ready for no. it? It has a terrifying picture. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know you're thinking, how scary can an elephant building brothel burning down Why look like? Why is it like that? Why does it look like Why that? Why does its eyes glow in anger? It's like the... The horse at DIA. Correct. It is exactly like Lucifer and burnt down um, exactly nine years after uh, Jumbo's oh death. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's shocked in this picture because there's a burning building, but that's not what they need to be worried about. They need to be worried about the elephant haunting their lives. So, fortunately, by this point, by 1895, 1896, um, I'm almost positive this building had been abandoned, oh and so there's no one in it, or hopefully very few people in it. But imagine being, because for before it was a brothel, it was a hotel for like yeah. one second. Uh-huh. Imagine being in a hotel that's actually an elephant, and then it catches on fire, and you're like, how do I get out of here? <laughs> how do I get out of here? Is it the trunk or is it the feet? Where's the exit in this elephant? Because even if you 
get to the tusk, you're so off the what ground. What a crazy perspective. I thank you, right? Listen, that's the nightmare feel. That You wake up in the middle of the night, you smell something burning. Surprise, haha! You're on the eighth floor of an elephant with no idea which leg is the exit. That's fucking awful. <laughs> okay, I have, a, I have a logistical question. Go ahead. You said this burned down nine years after... He died. Yes. After Jumbo died. But you also said it burned down on his 10th birthday. 9th or 10th birthday. I got a little fuzzy okay. on the dates. I was like... Jumbo burns down in eight... Sorry. <laughs> Jumbo gets hit by a train <laughs> in 1885 in Canada. It's like 18th country had been to at that point. Okay. The brothel built in its image okay. burnt down, I believe, in 1895. Okay, so he was not later. alive at any point when any of these buildings there might went up? have been. So, oh no, he was definitely alive when Lucy the elephant went up in 1881. Elephantine Colossus. Where's the picture of him with the model of oh, himself? No, I don't because think he ever came back. That would be hilarious. I want to. I want to listen. So you've now seen terrifying. That's horrifying. Elephantine that is Colossus. Nightmare fuel. Um, Lucy the elephant. And I realized that we mentioned Blucifer recently, and um, for those of you who have never been to the Denver International Airport, I just need you to know that Blucifer is the nickname all of the people in Denver came up with for this giant, I don't know, like 30 foot tall statue. Oh, it's huge. It's it's, huge. It's eyes glow red. Yes, it's a giant statue of a rearing horse, and it's blue, and its eyes glow red. Like, you might think, oh, it's like a shimmery paint. No, it's like light bulbs that glow. Right. And it's horrifying, and it killed the person that made it. While making it, it fell and crushed the original maker. And instead of being like, what a tragedy, let's melt this down, it's a piece of metal. Instead, for whatever reason, the son was like, I will finish my father's mission. Like, I don't, Mulan? Like, yeah. what is this? Yeah. <laughs> and now, I don't think anyone can take it down. I'm pretty sure it's cursed. And then we also... Oh, I'm not touching that. Are you kidding? No! There's not a construction crew in this state that would try to take down Blue. But Sapphire. I will make eye contact with it every time I pass it, oh, because otherwise, that's the end of my life. Do you hold your breath sometimes? Sometimes I hold my breath. <laughs> sometimes I think it'll see me. Yeah, 100%. It's looking right at me. Anyways, on that note... Here is Lucy the elephant. Just oh my god! Its eyes are terrifying. That's not. Its eyes are windows. Aren't all eyes windows? That's horrifying. <laughs> but horrifying in such a different derpy kind of Why way. Why are its toes like that? Elephants definitely don't have that many toes. Um. Yeah. I don't know. I. I. What? Where does its trunk go? Is also a <laughs> huge question. It looks for like me. it's going just into. A trash bag? Also, can we just to scale? It is like yeah, it's only not slightly big. taller than a house. Yeah, it's like you probably lose a lot of volume. <laughs> so Lafferty did Lucy the elephant and was like, okay, now that we got the proportions right, let's go ahead and scale it big. Let's go ahead and make it impossible to escape in the middle of the night on the New York coast. Let's make it so giant that when you welcome your new home after leaving everything behind you, you can see it. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> I hate it, but I also, no, I don't. I love it so much. <laughs> You know, I saw the TikTok talking about Jumbo the Elephant, and I was like, I must um, do this as the next episode. And so it was like, topic was decided, gotta think of the, um, topic was decided, gotta now think of the theme, so that way the theme fits everything. Mm -hmm. And that's what we came up with. 
And Jump with the elephant. Oh, I actually have one more thing. Okay. Oh, ha ha. Ha ha. Ha ha. <laughs> Let me get to my notes. Don't like the way that you said that and then uh, continued making really awkward eye contact with me while you said that. In 1941. Nope, I don't like it already. Animated film Dumbo was released by Walt Disney Animation Studios and was inspired by the story of Jumbo and was guarded, is regarded as one of the greatest animated films of all time. Also, I think probably one of the saddest. Yeah. Despite the film being fictional, many people have speculated that Jumbo might have been the little character's father. Okay, that is sad. That is. I really was like, you're sad. gonna tell me this elephant that got hit by a train suddenly grew big ears and can fly? No, Whatever. It's why that. Okay. It's why uh, Dumbo doesn't have a dad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I get it now. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's 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 rough. <laughs> <laughs> Toy Story, my ass. Dumbo is the saddest. I haven't seen Dumbo since I was a child. that moment when Dumbo's in chains and all you see is its mom's trunk come to yeah. comfort it. I'm sorry if that triggered some of y'all. It's like very emotional. Anyways, <laughs> so, so um, fun. that's Jumbo. I think we actually got a solid hour of Jumbo content in, yeah, 100%. or maybe just underneath. Uh, mm-hmm. Hopefully, this was a. Some of you guys recently have been like, we love the side tangents, and so any kind of bumpers I had up on like oh, trying to prevent them, yeah. I were like retract. I have since started encouraging myself <laughs> to interrupt you because before I was like, Good. well, tell his story. That's fine. <laughs> No, because as you have found out, my focus, while easily breakable, is my own job to maintain. I'm like, uh huh. Anyways, uh, <laughs> holds phone in front of your face. Like I, I'm gonna. <laughs> what else happened? Okay. Um. So that's the story of Jumbo the elephant. That's so sad. Uh, both how New York welcomed him, and then in spirit how he welcomed for at least one decade waves of immigrants before the Statue of Liberty into Honestly, New York. That. I was really wondering how it was going to come, come back. back, and I knew it had to, because, dear listener, after we recorded the <laughs> Halloween episode, we realized I don't think we actually announced the, th- the theme, and so uh, they were working on it, and I was like, I'll go downstairs, you figure that out. And then I went downstairs, and he talked with Kelsey and Edgar, and I trust them mm. implicitly. You said Halloween, you meant Christmas Christmas, episode. sorry, Christmas episode. Yeah. Um... And so I knew it wasn't just some random theme that maybe I was going to judge you for. My other, the other theme yeah. for it uh, was going to be bigger than life. Mm, I like Welcome to New York. I do too, especially because I have a little fun little idea for episode three mm. uh, of this theme that... It is yeah. our 36, and so far oh, we've done okay. 12, 12, 12, 24, 36. That's very exciting. I love that. And now I'm going to put my idea on the back burner. Not oh, in the trash, okay. but just on the back burner. As okay. we think about, we love to do something fun every 12 episodes. It wasn't even intentional. We just accidentally realized that we had done it on 12. <laughs> Lee's episode on 12. It's and fun then to kind of push ourselves a little bit. Yeah, why not? Although, like, the hits keep coming and they don't stop coming sometimes. Hits with keep this. coming and they don't stop coming and like, they don't stop coming and they don't stop coming and you, they don't stop coming. <laughs> have you had that realization that this podcast is not actually a school project? Yeah. And there isn't, like, a turn-in deadline? Because I fell asleep editing <laughs> after we recorded at Kelsey and Edgar's that night. <laughs> I um, I think I had that realization right around Thanksgiving where I'm like, oh, this is, I don't want it to end. Yeah. But it doesn't actually have a deadline. And like yeah. everything in my life, 
pay periods, school years, relationships, all of them, <laughs> all, romantic at least, have <laughs> deadlines to them. And this is just something that we just get to do. We get to do together as long as it's fun and I'm yeah. having a great time. Yeah. Honestly, I'm having more fun now than I was back in February when it was yeah. all conceptual and I was terrified. Well, now we know that people... Uh, like us, so that helps. <laughs> it does. Listen, as someone who watches high schoolers all the time, the approval of your peers really does seem to kind of make everything easier. Yeah, I edit, I've, <laughs> I've been like behind on editing for like the last three weeks. Uh, ever since Thanksgiving, I've been like finishing the ed- the episodes, uploading them like at the last possible minute, basically. And today, I finished editing this week's episode several days oh, early, and I almost texted Grant. And I would have if I hadn't already sent him several texts he had not responded to. <laughs> I wasn't mad. I was him. just truly no, he was so just busy. It's finals week. Oh, because I'm a teacher. That's why I have observed high schoolers. Not because I'm a gross person. <laughs> to make sure that's in super case clear. you're new here. In case, you, in case this is episode one for yeah, you. <laughs> um, and I almost texted Grant. I was like, I finished editing that episode and I just need you to congratulate me because I need external validation. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And now I'm hoping... Well, what get... a jumbo weight off your shoulders. Hey! hey! <laughs> it, like, works, but it never actually really does, and that's what makes oh, it so yeah. special. It's good. Nice. All right. Um, you can find us on Instagram, at While I Laughed, TikTok, at While I Laughed. You can find us on Facebook and YouTube, but that's fine. I don't know fine. why you would. Um, you can, <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm you kidding. Can find us Please on... look at us on YouTube, actually. We are, we are very close to being able to monetize via ads. Wait, shut up, for real. Find us on YouTube. We need like we need like a hundred <laughs> plus some followers and like seven hundred some watch hours. Every time I hear that number, I'm like, oh, I could just assign all of my students to it, and you then can. I would lose my job. But I've we thought would about hit putting the it. subscription numbers. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought it was just the watch hours for a while, and then I looked again today, and I was like, no, we actually need some more subscribers. Too. Oh, fun. Okay. But it's it's fine. We're cool. we need to get to like three hundred subscribers and three thousand watch hours, so we're very close. Okay. Comparatively. Um, well, do do that for us. Um, Rate us five stars. Uh, and hopefully you have enjoyed this. Hopefully yeah, the like things, the like laundry list of things we're asking uh-huh. for is worth it because you've enjoyed the experience. And if it's just, I'm at my next destination, so I'm going to go ahead and end this podcast and go. We love and, you too. We love you too. You guys yeah, you're, are. You're fine. You're it. You're everything. We don't expect anything. You're everything from to you. us and never leave us. That's what we're trying yep, to say. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> Literally. Yep. Okay. Perfect. And the child. Mentioned a check. Gotta <laughs> ring back the Grinch the child one more with time. The, wait, no, I can't remember it. <laughs> I'll go down there, grab the award, grab a handful of popcorn shrimp, and get out of there. But what if it's a cash bar? <laughs> <laughs> the the baby, the, the baby with the power, the power, the power of voodoo. Who do you do? What? <laughs> From the labyrinth. Okay, it's a very different response. I know. Okay. But that's what I heard. Anyway, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna now record Patreon and we'll see uh, you over there. Thanks y'all. Bye. Bye.